0: Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of You Are Always Enough with your host me, Lisa Marie. I hope that you've had a great week so far and if you haven't, it's not too late to turn it around. I hope that you are feeling happy and healthy and I have such a treat for you all today because I have a wonderful friend of mine joining this episode to share her wisdom and just talk about a lot of things that probably affect everyone, so I hope you enjoy this podcast. All right, so today, I have the lovely Olivia joining me, Olivia. do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yes, hi, I'm Olivia. Um I met Lisa when we were both working for a daycare, and I'm currently a student at the u of m and um I'm Doing I don't know different things to um, get my degree in environmental science.
0: Yes, we love a smart queen. <laughs> yeah, so uh, talk a little bit about just kind of what you were wanting to talk about and kind of how mm-hmm. um, you think it kind of relates to the podcast and everything?
1: Yes, okay. so, um mental health, I'm very passionate about it, and Um, I'm very passionate about it as a student, and it's really difficult to be a student in college and have like mental health struggles because like, I don't know, because like professors don't necessarily, they want your like accommodations that you need to be on their timeline. Um, And I've had so many experiences with this since like COVID started basically. And that's when I really sh- started to struggle with my mental health. So then that's when I really needed accommodations in school. And yeah, I just want to talk about how like, I understand that all the guilt and shame that comes with like depression and anxiety. And I just want to like, um, Use my voice to make it like more more to destigmatize it
0: yeah, that makes sense. I think it's definitely something that a lot of people and mm-hmm. uh, I think in college it it's harder to because you are suddenly an adult and you have to kind of do everything
1: and mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you have to like start worrying about where you're gonna live and like how much groceries are gonna cost.
1: Right, and like tuition on top of that is another thing on its own. So I just don't think professors realize, um, like how difficult it is to be a student, especially right now with (laughs) like after COVID. And I feel like mental health among, like, people our age is kind of at its worst right now. Or, like, people, especially, like, early 20s, it's just hard.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, this is a hard time. So, I feel like people are experiencing so many transitions and stuff. Like, financially, personally, whatever, like, everything. So yeah and then I also have like the perspective of being a teaching assistant so like I I try to well I accommodate the students as best as I can but (coughs) excuse me um that has to be like approved by the professor so that's kind of difficult but luckily my boss who is the professor of the class um like understands the mental health like he understands that like stuff happens that you can't control and like he like notices that and realizes that and like lets the class know which I really appreciate and like as a student, I, like, am so appreciative when a teacher is, like, lenient with their, like, deadlines and stuff When because they're, like, oh, we know how much time and effort it takes to be a student. So, like, you can turn yourself in whatever is, like, I love when a professor does that.
0: Yeah. So what kind of um, things would you think would help college students just, like, with their mental health and you know, what, what does your experience kind of look like? Like, how does your mental health affect college for you? And like, basically, how do you think college can help you with that?
1: Um. Okay, so at least for me personally, I have depression and anxiety. So that affects my schoolwork in terms of like, my depression and anxiety. And I also have like a thyroid disease. So like, I get tired very easily, so it's hard for me to, like, do a bunch of assignments in one day, and it's hard for me to focus for, like, long periods of time. So, like, it's also easy for me to fall behind on, like, classwork when I'm prioritizing my mental health by, like, going to the gym and sleeping enough. That's, like, I've noticed that it's really hard to balance the two because, like, college is just uh, such a huge workload that it's really hard to maintain your mental health. But I think it's important. Excuse me. I think it's important at the beginning of the semester to talk to your professors and let them know, like, hey, I struggle with, like, You don't have to specify, because, like, at the U of M, the Disability Resource Center, they, like, they don't specify to your professor what your disabilities are, which I really like, Um, so you just have to be, like, hey, I'm, I'm, some barriers are coming up with my disability, I'd like to use my letter and, like, turn this assignment in late, or something like that. Um, So... Which, that can start to be a slippery slope because, like, once you start turning things in late, it's really easy to get into that, like, pattern. So, I've definitely had to, like, practice self-discipline in terms of school.
0: Yeah. So, basically, how does it work um, when you, like, give them your... Have like, a certain amount of times you can use it, or um, is it just kind of general?
1: So, there's different, ac- there's different types of accommodations. So, like, some people have longer testing times, and then some people who need less distractions during a test, they can take their tests in the Disability Resource Center, which is in the McNamara Alumni Center. So, like, they have they have rooms and stuff there to accommodate. And then um, you have a, a DRC access counselor who basically like you Zoom once a semester at least to talk about like any changes that you need to your accommodations. And I have, they're called flex accommodations. So um, that's flexibility with with assignment deadlines so you have to like you're supposed to kind of let them know hey i need extra time for this assignment can i turn it in x date but sometimes with like mental health at least for me it's it gets tricky when like you start feeling like anxious or depressed and then like emailing your professor is not the first thing on your mind so then like it it slips your mind and then like that's kind of where the guilt comes in for me is like or like the shame too where it's like damn I could have done this it's such an easy task but like now I waited too long and now like they're gonna be mad at me the professor for asking too late or whatever and so At the start of the semester, I just email all of my professors my accommodation letter, and it has, like, my DRC access counselor's information. So, like, I send that to professors, and they can make a Zoom or, like, an appointment with me if they want to talk about those, but usually, like, nobody really does. And then sometimes I run into a professor or two who doesn't want to honor my accommodations and that gets really tricky also
0: do you feel like most of the professors are pretty open to it or would you
1: i would say most of the professors that i've given my letter to have been open to them and i i so, I'm in the College of Food, Agriculture, and Natural Sciences. So, I noticed that, like, professors in fans are, like, they, I don't know how to word this, but they, not that they don't want to honor it, but, like, it would get too, like, there was one semester I was really sick, so I wasn't turning things in. But I was like, I'm not going to drop this class. And um, the professor was like, you should probably just drop this class. And I was like, I can't afford to do that. So, like, I need to turn all of this stuff in. And so he was, like, not really having it. But then I turned everything in and I ended up getting a B in his class. So I feel like in that instance, when they're, they're doubtful of you, but they're... Like, they're still giving you a chance to turn assignments in. That's when, like, you have to prove them wrong. And then I've had a couple professors also in C fans who, like, I've asked to use accommodations. And then I've let them know that I'm falling behind and I, like, need their help. And they, like, won't answer or, like... I'll talk to them and they'll be like, you waited too long to reach out to me. So I feel like it's like a lot of science and math professors don't tend to not like want to accommodate or honor accommodations. I feel like most classes that are in other sectors like are not as like harsh with the deadlines and stuff like that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's really frustrating especially because at least for me a lot of times like i will literally be just fine and then all of a sudden something really small triggers me into kind of a spiral so it's like Mm
1: -hmm. it's
0: weird when people don't understand how mental health actually works and especially when you have that accommodation too it's like come on now i have it in writing
1: Yeah, especially after the past, like, three years we've had with COVID, I feel like that especially, and then obviously, like, everything that happens with George Floyd and, like, Black Lives Matter and everything like that, I feel like sparked so many, so many mental health, like, struggles during the pandemic and stuff, and I'm just, like, so confused how professors don't like understand mental health because it's like have you never experienced that ever
0: yeah i mean it's crazy because a lot of people haven't experienced a lot of mental health issues which i didn't even know was possible Mm -hmm. um but i've like had conversations with people and they're they're just normal, I don't know, like, they, they don't have any issues or anything, and I, it's crazy to me, because I don't, I don't know it any other way.
1: Right, and, like, I feel like sometimes it just, the, like, weight of just, like, being alive and getting up it gets so heavy, mm-hmm. and, like, I guess I don't really know what neurotypical people like if they even get like that you know
0: yeah I mean a lot of my experience with somebody who doesn't struggle with mental health issues is really like my boyfriend Jeffrey like he Mm -hmm. he just sits there and like doesn't struggle with the same things I do you know like struggle with getting up in the morning or, like, brushing his hair and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. it really comes Mm -hmm. down to some of those, like, really simple things that people don't really think about. But, like, sometimes, Mm -hmm. some days, like, literally brushing your teeth is, like, the hardest thing that you have to do. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. I don't... It's weird. It's really weird.
1: Yeah. My brother is like that. (laughs) He's, like, one of the only people probably who's like neurotypical I guess um that I know or like he just doesn't struggle with like any major mental health issues and like he's told me like I've been depressed but I'm like not but I don't have depression Mm -hmm. and yeah that's just crazy to me like he just goes to work and it's not hard like it's just n- not hard for him, which is crazy to me.:
0: What do you like wish your professors would do? like what what would your ideal situation be with with professors with like accommodations and all of that?
1: That's a good question. Um, I think, like having the professors having a meeting like, before classes start of, like, I have these barriers and, like, sometimes it's really hard for me to reach out because, like, that's where, like, it gets hard for me is, like, when I am feeling depressed or anxious during the semester, it gets really hard for me to reach out because I feel, like, the the guilt and the shame. So, like, if I had a professor that said to the whole class, like, I understand being depressed and like being anxious and having mental health issues, and also the weight of like being in school, having family issues, friend issues, relationship issues, trying to pay for school, like everything. So, like, if, it's, if I had a professor say, like, it's okay if like you have a bad week, day, week, month. Because, like, I'll help you. Because, like, I never got that when I w- did start asking for help. And that, like, discouraged me even more.
0: Yeah, I've actually known so many people in college who reached out to their professors for help. And they've literally been like, no, figure it out. And yeah. it's like, do you not? Me to pass this class? Like, right, why, like does it have why no can't you help?
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you're have like no stars on write my professor however. Literally. And my thing also is like, who is paying
1: these professors' salaries? Oh, our tuition. So it's like, I just don't, I just feel like college and like the system feels like they can manipulate us because like we're young and impressionable and we're still trying to figure everything out as like an adult and I've experienced that like with my apartment even too like taking advantage of us in that way and Mm -hmm. I just feel like some professors it's like a power trip or something for them to say like no I won't help you
0: yeah that. It's really sad, honestly, and that's why a lot of people feel like college is a scam sometimes because, I mean, at the end of the day, what are you really learning, especially if they're not right. willing to help you?
1: Yeah, I was literally thinking about that the other day because, like, being a TA is crazy because I TA for, like, my boss, who's a research like a researcher and assistant professor at the u and so like the kids in the class are also my classmates in other classes but but like as a ta having access to the google drive for the class it makes me realize like wow accessing all this content is so easy we literally just need the link why do we have to pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to, like, be able to access this Google Doc material? Like, I'm like, can I get this degree? Like, do you, like I'm wondering, could I have gotten this degree for free or way cheaper by learning online?
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, you have to pay for thousands of dollars worth of book they, like, read one page out of, two.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, so, like... Oh, sorry. Go.
0: No, no. Go ahead. Well,
1: I was just going to say, there was this one class that I have this semester, and I ordered the book online because it wasn't available anywhere, and, like, I still haven't gotten the book, and I'm just, like, I just wish professors would let us... Let us know how much it's going to cost and, and like how long it's going to take to get to our house, and like also realize that and not assign things from the book in the first like month. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just wish professors kept like finances in mind more.
0: Yeah, it's weird how they're able to do that and I, I mean the amount of time I was in college I bought a bunch of books that I literally did not touch and mm-hmm. they're not cheap like they're none of them they're like over a hundred dollars per book and then don't even literally look at the book right they, instead will send you literally a google docs link
1: yes there's so many books that I have that I realize like wait I don't even have tests in this class so I don't need to waste my time reading this book when I have like other tests to study for.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what kind of things do you do on a daily basis to kind of help you balance your mental health and your schoolwork and work and all the things on top of each other?
1: Yeah. um, I think it varies like per person but me personally um I really like to work out I really like to weight lift um that makes me feel good about myself and like after I just like you already accomplished something for the day and like you got a workout in um so I like to do that and then um let's see what else um so on the days that you are feeling like like really energized or you're like oh I'm so bored I wish I had something to do you like that's a good time to go grocery shopping because that's something that's really hard for me when um when I'm having like a bad mental health day um something else is something that is like really affects my anxiety is the weather so like right now I'm looking out the window and it's it's snowing it's been snowing all day and that makes my anxiety, like, just be like, oh, you need to stay in the house. Because it's so dangerous outside. Um, So, like, when it's like that, it's tough. But definitely going outside when it's nice and, like, getting that sunshine in. And, like, even getting Starbucks or something, like, as small as that can, like, actually put you in a better mood um and yeah also I try to like constantly monitor like where my depression is at and where my anxiety is at so that I'm like on top of things because if I'm like I don't know if you go to therapy Lisa And I don't know if you've ever heard of the spoons theory.
0: I feel like I have and I am in therapy, but why don't you just kind of give us a general rundown?
1: Okay, so my therapist describes it as like, you have this many spoons in a day where are you going to use your spoons? so like, are you going to use one on laundry, one on like taking a shower, one on like making yourself dinner, but then some days you might have like 10 spoons, and then some days you might have two spoons, and like, you have to use those two spoons like, imp- like, you have to use them wisely. Because, Mm -hmm. like, you don't want to use your energy on something that's not important. So, you should use, like, your two spoons on, like, brushing your teeth and, like, making breakfast or something like that. And that's really helped me being, like, do I have a lot of spoons today or do I have a little? And then just monitoring, like, what is my capacity? Like, can I do all these dishes right now or am I too tired? And, like... Also, I was listening to this podcast the other day, and they were talking about how they're talking about this TikTok that popped up on their page about this guy being like, you don't have to do it smiling. You can do it like pissed off. You can do something what like so fucking mad and upset and being like, fuck this, I don't want to do this. At least you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And like with my anxiety that makes me really scared being like oh i have so much school i don't want to do it but then being like okay yeah i'm really scared so i'm gonna hope for the best prepare for the worst um that is definitely key too so yeah
0: yeah so how do you kind of decide what takes priority on days when you have like a lot of school?
1: (laughs) Um, that is a good question. So if I have like a ton of things do that night, let's say, um, usually in class, this kind of sounds really bad because like, I was just talking about how like I pay for my tuition in class, like to be in class and stuff. But sometimes being in class and listening to the lecture is not even like useful because you're not. Like, I don't know. At least for me, the lecture halls are so big, I can barely hear my professor. Like, it's honestly not that great of a use of my time. So in class, instead of, like, trying to hear the professor, sometimes I'll be like, okay, I have this homework due tonight. I really have to get this done. Let me just do this during class so that, like... (coughs) excuse me, so that in between classes, I have time to, like, get food and, like, take care of basic needs and stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's, I would, you know, the good answer would be, like, oh, I write it in my planner, but honestly, (laughs) I don't, because, like, that takes too much energy, and I also forget, (laughs) So, like, I don't write it in my planner, but if you can do that, do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate your honesty, because one of the reasons why I even wanted to start this podcast in the first place is because I want to have a place where everyone feels like they have a voice, and I don't want anyone to ever feel like, you know, I'm sugarcoating things or, like, saying that I do stuff that I don't actually do, because obviously life is so hard so I appreciate that you you know said that. you're super honest about it because I I know there's probably like 10 other kids in your class doing the exact same thing
1: yeah there's definitely I mean I've also definitely like been online shopping during class which is like not a good use <laughs> of my time but like yeah there are times where or like if I go to the class that I TA for like sometimes instead of doing like grading or something during the class period I'll just do my homework um so yeah it's really hard for me I've like used to try and like bullet journal and stuff like that but it's just way too hard for me to keep up with.
0: Yeah and how do you um kind of maintain a social life outside of all this other stuff that you're doing?
1: yeah so um
0: i so
1: i'm on the saint paul campus most of the time for my classes so a couple of my friends are over there so i'll sometimes i'll like catch up with my friends in between classes and we'll go like thrifting or something and then we'll go back to campus um and that's if I'm not doing homework in between classes. And then um, I, ha- I like to hang out with my boyfriend a f- couple times a week. He's a new boyfriend. Um, and then I try and hang out with my friends like two to three times a week, like at night or something or during the day, even if it's just really quick, like, really quick smoke sesh or like grabbing coffee even if it's just that i feel like is a good use, like use of my time
0: yeah i mean even just like literally seeing their face for like 2 seconds can sometimes really right yeah so what advice would you share for like, someone who's going to be a freshman in college
1: Okay, so I actually have a little cousin who's about to be a freshman, and then I have an old friend who I went to elementary and middle and high school with whose little sister is about to be a freshman, and both of them are considering coming to the U of M, so my cousin is visiting me in a couple of weeks, so this is actually a great question, um, but... If you're a freshman, I think a lot of freshman classes, or, like, most freshman classes, are, like, decently easy. And usually there's no class on Fridays. So I would say utilize your weekends as much as you can. Because you can do all your homework during the week, honestly, if you're a freshman. <coughs> um, <clears throat> and like I would say honestly the biggest tip is to stay disciplined about school because it's really easy to fall behind um and like ask for those extensions over and over so staying disciplined is really important um and like trying to just like keep everything balanced like you don't have to be eating healthy all the time or you don't have to work out every single day because that's a lot. But like having like stuff that's good for you, like, you know, spread out through the weeks and stuff is definitely a good way to like keep up with your mental health.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. And then do you typically work like on top of your school schedule
1: um so on top of my school schedule I so for TAing it's 10 hours a week so usually it is around 10 that's like the number that I'm supposed to log every single week sometimes it's like 8 sometimes it's 12 but yeah so there's that on top of the 13 credits that I'm taking for school um, and this is my first semester doing full time in a really long time, so it's definitely a lot to juggle. But I feel like I like the structure and I like being busy because I feel like that is good for my mental health.
0: Do you feel like TAing is a lot easier than some of the other jobs that you've held when you were in school? Your-
1: yeah. Um, I think definitely. Because I used to work at Starbucks, and honestly, that job was so stressful for no reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, retail, working in retail and working in food are both super stressful and, like, really strenuous on your body and, like, your back because you're standing all day. So I feel like TAing is definitely easier physically and also emotionally and mentally because, like, I don't have to deal with crazy customers. And I don't necessarily have to be on 24-7 because, like, at Starbucks when you're working the register, you have to be like, hi, how are you? To, like, every single person that comes up and that gets really exhausting and tiring. So, like, I like tiang because I can do the homework during that, and then it's like it's, I don't feel like exhausted or drained after.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that I've really noticed since I left the daycare because that was such a stressful job, and yeah, obviously children so much, but mm-hmm. when you're like constantly in such a stressful job where you're like so physically drained and then on top of that you're mentally drained from all the screaming kids every second of the day once you get to a job where you can kind of relax a little bit you're like wait why did I do this for that long
1: right like exactly and like I don't know about you, but me personally at the daycare, it was not only physically and mentally draining, but emotionally draining. Because, like, these kids would hit you. And then I would, like, bring them up to the front desk and be like, please deal with them. And they'd be like, you can't keep bringing kids back here. I'm like, well, they're hitting me. And, like, I would go in the bathroom and cry And it was really terrible, honestly. So when I got home, all I wanted to do was, like, cry, shower, and go to bed.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I did, too. Like, I would literally come home and cry on my break.
1: Yes. Because
0: I felt like every second of being there was, like, constantly me trying to figure out what my morals were.
1: Right, and it was constant chaos 24 7 that like you couldn't even have morals because like while you're trying to decide something you're like wait there's another disaster over there that I have to go fix
0: yeah I mean in my like in the classroom I worked in there were literally like workers abusing these babies yeah and you know, like, that was not an uncommon thing at that center, and Mm -hmm. it's just, like, don't expect that in a child care center. You expect to, like, go into a cutesy little job holding babies, and then immediately, like, oh, so that's not what we're gonna do.
1: Yeah, right, exactly, and it's just really crazy, like, Some of their parents, I don't know. I could go talk for a whole day about the daycare, but it really is crazy how like, well, I know you know, too, as like working at the desk, but it's just so much nicer and and the pay is better, too. It's like, honestly, why was I doing that for so long?
0: yeah I mean, I think this is a really good thing to just kind of students too because a lot of times they think that they can only like you know get a couple jobs and in reality the the university has so many jobs that you wouldn't even like think they had, and right. you i mean you do have to that, but and mm-hmm. even if you're not a college student, if you're working a shitty job, you know, like, there's, there are plenty of other, like, you don't have to up and leave the second you don't like it. But you can at least, like, look around and see if there's something else.
1: Yeah, and I definitely didn't know that when I was, like, a freshman, sophomore working really bad jobs. um, But, like. It's weird how opportunities can fall in your lap. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, with the job that I had over the summer, I was doing research for my current boss, who I started working with him during the school year, and then after last semester, he was looking for a TA, and I told him that I would. So, like, that connection helped me, like, get the TA position and stuff like that. And I wouldn't even, like, I got the summer job from, like, a random email from somebody in, like, the college. And it was, like, you know, a job posting, which I used to always ignore. But then I would be like, why aren't there any good jobs? So, like, I did apply to the job posting, and that's how I, like, got connected with my current boss, which I feel like is really good. Like, LinkedIn and Handshake, I know they can be, like, annoying, but I feel like they are really good for, like, networking and professional purposes.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Traveled. a bit kind of during your college experience can you kind of talk about that and and basically like how you got those opportunities to work out for you?
1: Yeah so um over the summer in 2022 I got to go to Ecuador for three weeks so um that was a study abroad with the U of M, and So the way that I paid for that, I feel like that's a hot topic is like people studying abroad, who is paying for this? Um, So I when I was in high school, this is like trigger warning for a car accident. But I was in the car with my boyfriend, and we got rear-ended by a drunk driver. And so, like, the car was totaled, and, like, I had to go to physical therapy and all of that stuff. So I got $6,000 from that. I had to go to court and everything, like, in high school. So I used that money. Like, my parents never let me touch that money until... I was like, okay, I want to go to Ecuador. How do I pay for this? And then I was like, well, I have that money that I've never touched. This would be something good to use it on. So that money was like just enough to cover the cost of like the whole trip. And then I went to Ecuador in August. So June and July, I was traveling around Minnesota for work. So during June and July, I saved up for spending money for Ecuador and like, uh, to buy food and stuff like that. So that, yeah, that was a program like through the U of M and I stayed at a host family and that was really cool. And I feel like if, if you, if like anybody can take advantage of studying abroad while you're in school, you should do it because like, The families that they that are hosting are vetted by the university and everything is safe. And like you're studying Spanish at the school. Like it's all I feel like it's a really good deal. And they take you on like excursions. I feel like it's a really good deal for like having to do no planning and stuff like that. I think Mm -hmm. doing study abroad is great.
0: Yeah, that's kind of cool how it just happen to work out for you because Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i know so many people who just seem to go on like endless trips and they have i don't know where they're getting the money from personally but
1: right right like i remember last year everybody once like coronavirus kind of started to die down so many people started going on study abroad and one of my friends went to sweden and then her and her mom met up in Italy after that. And I was just like, oh my God, who is paying for this? I mean, I think she did, but it's like, whoa, where's this money coming from?
0: Yeah, so it's really cool how you're able to, right? You know, like you are not some trust fund baby that just got vacations paid for, you know, like something Mm -hmm. unfortunate and you got to use the money you got from that for something
1: good
0: Hmm. yeah topics you want to discuss on this episode
1: um i don't know i don't know if you've done like an episode on your own mental health but do you have any advice for like Anybody in college or just, like, early 20s, like, our age, I feel like, actually, this is a good question to ask you. So, you and your boyfriend, Jeffrey, live in an apartment together. You guys are on your own, and you are, like, working your own job. You're, like, in corporate. I, me personally, I still have a year of college left, but I have a ton of friends who are graduating in May, and they're super scared about, like their job like getting a house getting a job all of that stuff so like what would you say to them because like you are in a very good position right now and I feel like you have some good advice
0: yeah I mean the big for me is I was kind of forced to be an adult my whole life. And so (laughs) that definitely helped me. But when I, you know, cut off my toxic family and everything like that, and I literally had to like become an adult overnight and, you know, use the $20 account and whatever, like, I've definitely (laughs) been in some really difficult positions. And I've, you know, struggled about what job I'm going to have and, you know, stressing about where I'm going to live. But the advice I would really say is like, you know, if you're trying to find a job, kind of like you said, you know, use LinkedIn, use the people that you've networked with. Um, Go on LinkedIn and apply for every job you see that sounds interesting. I mean, when mm-hmm. Jeffrey was applying for jobs, he was like, oh, should I, should I apply? For... Ha, ha ha ha. And I was like, it's not funny because you can just apply for it, you know? Like, right. You never know what's going to happen, so mm-hmm. apply for a bunch of jobs, even if you think you're unqualified because mm-hmm. a lot of times your confidence is going to be the thing that matters more than your degree at the end of the day. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, really, just you kind of gotta just take a leap at some point and just, you know, Let things fall into place. Mm -hmm. I struggle with anxiety, too, so it's hard to just kind of, like, let things happen, but sometimes that's really what you have to just take a step back and know that you put in a lot of effort, and, you know, you have to just know that it's going to work out, and it's, like, it's not going to work out, and that's okay, too. You got to just, you know, lean on the people around you if you can, and Mm yeah, yeah out there
1: Mm -hmm. that is all perfect advice and I fully agree with all of that because before I took my job in the summer I was like what the hell is this job I have to travel with two random people in Minnesota and like ask strangers to take my survey this is so weird but I was like okay I'm just gonna do it yeah it's so weird but like I need the experience and like I got this job so I'm gonna do it and like that opened I feel like a lot of doors for me so like sometimes taking a leap like takes you so much farther than you even thought it would and yeah, the whole everything falls into place like it honestly does. If you do put in the hard work, everything honestly works out. And like it's I know that's like weird to say It's like everything works out because a lot of shitty shit happens. But like a lot of stuff does work out.
0: Yeah, I mean. You have to sometimes think about it in terms of, like, math equations, you know? If you apply to 200, like, someone has to call you back, you know? Right. like
1: like the law of the universe.
0: Yes, like, you are going to get, end of the day, you know, you're not gonna, well, you might not get your dream job at the first application you put in, like, generally, He applied, he works for a private civil engineering consulting firm and he actually applied to intern. He was like a sophomore because he was really interested in that company and Mm -hmm. they turned him down. And now he works there as a literal engineer, you know, like, oh,
1: my God, that's so (laughs)
0: cool. Yeah, like sometimes things aren't going to happen as you like think they will or how you expect them to. But Mm -hmm. for you, it's going to find you. And that's what happened for him. It's what happened for me. It's what happened for you. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. you got to. A little bit and know that it's going to be OK.
1: Yeah, agreed. Oh, well, this was so nice. I'm just smiling after hearing you talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm so glad you wanted to be yes. on the podcast. I'm yeah, so glad that I know. You, and, you know, it's wonderful that a shitty job kind of brought me closer to you and Mm -hmm. yeah I'm just so glad that I know you
1: yeah I am too and you are like one of actually you are the sweetest person I know and like you just all of your TikToks in your office just make me so proud of you because of like where we used to be so yeah I just think you're so cool and you're so awesome
0: Thank you so much. Well, any last words you want to end this episode today?
1: Um. Just, Just try your best with your mental health. I know it's really hard, but there are things to live for. There's so many things to live for. Even if you think there's not, there are.
0: Well, thank you so much, Olivia. I'm so glad you were on this podcast, and I can't wait to upload this later today.
1: Me too. Thank you for having me, Lisa. I appreciate you.
0: All right. Have a good day.
1: You too. Bye. Bye
0: Bye-bye. I hope that you enjoyed our episode today and I hope you have the most amazing rest of your day. If you haven't drank water in a little bit, please do that and just take a second to scan your body for whatever you need to do and do it. You're so loved and don't forget to let me know what you think about this episode. My social media is at Lisa4Williams and of course I'll be tagging Olivia as well. Thank you and have a great day.